This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you in part by Marabella, Kincaid, Frederick, and Marabella, serving Chicagoland communities for more than 70 years. Hello, and welcome to Dana Being Dana. I'm Dana Michelle, and I'm thrilled you're with us. My show is about all different aspects of the human connection, things that bring us together and living life intentionally. Dating, love, and relationships are some of my favorite topics. I am passionate about people finding the companionship they seek and the love they desire. I often encounter people who have a fear of dating because they just don't know how to get started. This is the episode to watch. I'm joined by four single friends of mine who have experience in this modern dating world, and they are here to give you their expert advice. Are y'all ready? Yes. yes. <laughs> so are there people out there that are really not ready to date, who put themselves out there to date? Oh yes, I, I believe yeah. so. How can you tell someone who's not ready, who's on an app or who you meet in person? They're, uh, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, I think for me, it's like their conversation, right? So you can kind of tell pretty quickly if someone is what their intentions are. So if it's, you know, the intentions that you're looking for, if you're seeking like a relationship or if you just seeking someone to like hang out with or, you know, do other things with as well. So like, I think it, it, it starts with the conversation. I think I agree with her. It all depends how the conversation goes. It's the, uh, the consistency of the conversation, whether you're on an app or if you move off the app, you know, through phone, you know, through your cell phone and everything. You really see where this is going to go quickly, and how interested they're they wanted to be to get together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also think that. But it's two ways that you can date, as you said earlier, you're dating for companionship or you're dating for a long-term relationship. So although a person may think they're ready for a long-term relationship, they're really just ready for companionship and they can't distinguish between the two. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, three of you have been married before. Uh, how is dating different after divorce? I think the dating after divorce is, it, there's a healing period after divorce that a lot of people don't do and they don't understand that they have to do. I would say for me, it took about a year and a half, two years. Um, and you have to learn, you have to know about yourself and re get to know yourself all over again, if that makes sense. That there's a lot of alone time that, especially for a divorced dad that you're not used to because usually the mother has most, most of the time with the kids. You get them every other weekend, which is great. But I like that, you know, pick up and drop off. That's me, you know, whatever I can help. But you have to, to learn and understand that you're going to spend a lot of time alone, more than you did before. And you have to accept it. And some people can't. And they always have to be with someone. You know, um, I think that's, that's a big issue sometimes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I love what you said. I think you also... You're almost like you have to like reimagine what your life is going to be, right? Because you had this uh, this idea mm -hmm. of like, okay, like I'm marrying my spouse like forever. We're gonna have this family, and you know, like that's all like she wrote, right? So like when you, um, you know, get like divorced, it's like you have to take a step back and reimagine what you want for your life. And the other thing I would say too is doing through that like healing process, you kind of get like laser focus on, okay, these are the things like I really need and that are mission critical for me as I move forward. And these are some things that are like nice to have. And like, you just don't have time for like the BS, That's especially true. when you have kids, right? Yeah. Right. How sexy is confidence in the dating world? 
Are you attracted to confidence? I think I'm attracted to confidence because it's a situation where you're not responsible for uh, for the for carrying the uh, the getting to know you process. So if a person lacks confidence, they're probably not going to share as much. Uh, you're going to lead most of the conversations because they're not just that outgoing person who's going to bring something to the conversation, uh, either it's because they are just not able to or just not comfortable yet. What do women want when it comes to dating? What do you think women are looking for? Sex. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> just sex? Want it all? Okay. I think it depends. You know, I think it really depends on their values and what they're looking for because, you know, I have a Christian value and view on it. So it's like my one thing is I do want someone that, as a man of God, that seeks God and that has a relationship with God. Um, so it is challenging in the world that we live in today because. Um, everyone has different levels of the relationship with God, too, and everyone has a different what they expect their partner. So it's nice to see someone that may be in the same level or like equally yoked um, in that because you want to be able to, you know, when you're not at your best, you have someone that can pour into you. Um, and in my, in that form, it's, you know, the word of God. So it helps me. And that's in my, what I seek, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, and I would just build on that. For me, it's like I want to be, you know, seen, heard, like valued, respected, and ultimately, like I want like a life partner, right? Like I want, I have to be happy within myself, right. and I want someone to like add to that happiness. Yeah. Um, but I need them to do some of the, the basics. Yeah. So what do men want? Is, it, is the answer still sex? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it. De- I, I, I think it depends on the individual. So, because um, everyone has different needs. Right. So, if you different are, of life too. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah, because no. your needs definitely will change. Uh, so, uh, I, and based on that, I think you have to have someone who is also evolving and changing as well, so they can meet you uh, at these different levels and stages there, that you might be times, Like you said, evolving and changing. Uh, for me, it's two teenagers, you know, that were on the go with sports, you know, and I'm going to a ton of games. You know, I'm not going to miss a game. You know, this is my one chance to be a dad, right? Mm-hmm. And they have to accept that. And I have to accept what their schedule is too. It's just not all about me. It's about them too. They're, they have kids, you know, and that's when you're dating someone with kids at are at the, at the ages before they go to college. You have to understand, there's many times where I, I'm going away this weekend with them and I'm going doing this and the, the ex-husband's gonna be there. You have, to, you have to be able to handle that as a person and vice versa, you know? Right. Um, and like I said, he said it perfectly, evolving and changing, like right down on my stage in my life, it's getting the kids off to college and trying to get all this stuff done, you know, everything else and all more free time. Right now, I don't have a, you know, I have a certain amount of free time and that's it. Are people still meeting in real life or is it all online dating? So wait, clarify that. Meeting and and what do you mean meeting? Like meeting people or people picking up people at bars and stuff like that? Yeah. Not necessarily picking up people. Okay. But are people still meeting, dating, connecting, sparking interests in real life without the assistance of apps or is it all online? I think social media has uh, has definitely impacted the way that we date. Um, 
And, and as far as, it depends on what age you are in terms of like how, and, and the size of your network. Cause you could reach a point where you are pretty familiar with the network and how many people are out there. So the, uh, the opportunity just to, to go out and meet someone new may not exist for you depending on how you are uh, positioning yourself. Um, so uh, in terms of like meeting a person just uh, that I don't know, it would typically come through like a friend. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, and to be honest, we just don't have as many uh, social gatherings where you're bringing groups of friends together who are bringing friends. So you, you have a lot of times where you're just limited in, in your access. I think it depends too though, because like you mentioned about just stepping out and kind of where you're networking. And I mean, every day I always think, because I'm just this hopeless romantic, you know, you never know where you're going to meet someone. And you, grocery stores, you go to the gym, you, there's so many places. And it's not like you're seeking it, but it's just like you really never know who you're going to meet. Yeah. I mean, I've met friends and I've made friends at a grocery store, you know. So who's to say that I wouldn't be able to meet like a life partner? It's not, I always tell people, you know, always dress and impress, always like feel good. You look good. You get your confidence up, you know, when you're kind of like sluggish and going out running errands, you know, you don't feel confident, but when you're confident, you walk in the room like you own something, you own that grocery store, you never know who you're gonna meet. So I'm always like, you know, confidence, be good, be like, you know, I don't know. I just think always be hopeless and romantic and you never know who you're gonna meet. So I've known people that have met and have married their partner that they didn't have to do it through like, Tinder or like any of those. They apps. met in the frozen food section. Yes. <laughs> Dressed to impress, hot. And you gotta confident. get your bacon looking great. <laughs> We're gonna be talking about finding love in all different types of places when we come back. You're watching Dana Being Dana. Don't go away. This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you in part by Marabella Kincaid Frederick and Marabella, serving Chicagoland communities for more than 70 years. Welcome back to Dana Being Dana. We are talking about dating, love, and relationships. Gentlemen, I would love to ask you, what is the most attractive features of a woman? A well-rounded person, I think, is really what I, what I look for. It's not just one feature. Okay. Um, because you can find different things. Uh, uh, one person may be strong in, in this area that is so strong that you, you could find that, you know, desirable. For example, like looks. You could be a very attractive person or you could be a very smart person that's relatively attractive. So uh, <laughs> Relatively attractive. It's <laughs> a nice way to say ugly. <laughs> um, Mike? I think um, as I'm evolving, I love that word you said, um, that... <laughs> I am finding myself wanting more of a full package, right? I'm a, I like going to the gym. I like doing this. I like doing that. You know, kind of want someone who's going to want it or already does it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They go to the gym. They don't mind going to a movie by themselves or let's go hit the movies tonight or something like that and doing something fun or just staying home, 
you know, and just having that time with each other because you've been too busy running around or traveling for work or traveling, running around traveling with the kids. You know, there's nothing wrong at just staying home anymore and, and making dinner. And I think a big thing that's lost is romance in the kitchen between a couple, you know. Um, I was blessed. I had two parents that could really cook. I didn't notice the romance back then, but you notice it when you get older. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, they had it, but they just didn't, we didn't notice it. Yeah. You know, and I think that's, I think that's a very lost art today. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, the whole combination, but mutual interest in what you like to do. Ladies, what's the most attractive feature mm. for men? I would say for me, it's like, it goes back to what Sam said. It's like the mind, body, spirit, like alignment, someone that's a whole, mm -hmm. right? And like they know who they are. Um, and that they, for me, I also like to work out. So you need to also work out as well. Yeah. And yeah. if not, we can certainly make adjustments so you mm -hmm. can you know, get on the Peloton, <laughs> what have you. Um, but like I- The I, car I, is leaving at four. <laughs> exactly. At 358. <laughs> exactly. But also, and again, Sam, with the evolve like theme, like I want someone that- is willing to evolve knowing that who you are today is not going to be like mm -hmm. who you are, you know, tomorrow or like 10 years from now, but someone that has like that growth mindset that's willing and open to like change and evolve. Yeah, I agree with all of that. It's like having someone that's got goals and is wanting to achieve them that you see that they motivate themselves and that in reality they can do it themselves. It's not like they're seeking someone else to bring them up. It's they already they they got things going, yeah. you know, and it's attractive. And obviously, you know, you want to be physically attractive, but all of that, you know, you want you to can have be a beautiful person, right? But you, there's nothing inside, exactly. Yeah. And so, then man or so man or woman, no, let's yeah. be very honest. Yeah, you know? I think you also, uh, for me at least, uh, new experiences. A person who has uh, previous experiences uh, in areas that I don't that can introduce me to new things. Yeah. I definitely find that to be attractive. Yeah. You know, it goes so, along uh, with your evolving thing. Yes, mm -hmm. evolving. Yes. Yeah, so it helps. It helps. It helps yes. me to evolve. It helps you to evolve. Yeah. So every person that you know you that you date should, if you date them seriously, should actually add to you. So if mm -hmm. a person doesn't That's have true. anything yes. to add, even if you if you part, they should leave you with something mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like growth and yeah. uh, exposure. So let's talk about the initial interaction. Should women make the first move, and if they do, do men take it seriously? They don't make the first move. We're still living in the 1950s. Is it the 50s? <laughs> okay, so my experience is the man always has to make the first move. The man has to come up to a woman at a bar or a grocery store or in the frozen food <laughs> section. Yeah, so, I hope so. <laughs> you know, um, you never hear like, oh, how'd you guys meet? Oh, uh, she came up to me at a bar and, you know, and started talking to me and asked me out or bought me a drink. You never hear that. You always hear the opposite, right? You hear that, you know, oh, he asked me out or he hit me up on Hinge or Tinder or whatever app you're on. Um, you rarely hear the other way. You rarely you take, hear the other would way. Would you take right. it seriously, though? Oh, yeah. The, Why not? Yeah, that's, that's actually not been my experience. So. have had women. Yes. He said yeah. evolved women. Yeah. 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 Evolved. Approach evolved him. Evolved women approach him. I love it. I mean, you can tell if, if a person uh, likes you and, and positions themselves in, in such a way that, uh, although it might be not asking you out per se, but women can make themselves available and, and display interest uh, so that basically it's, it's an opportunity that's been presented to you, even though they haven't just necessarily walked up and, 
and asked you out. They, That's their first note. That's I like true. That. Dr. Laura said, and she'll be on the next segment, she said one of the most attractive features to a man of a woman is her smile. And I think it's because that's invitational mm -hmm. to a man, you know, to approach and, and make them feel welcome and more confident, you know, that they would be received warmly. Do you think people in the dating world have trust issues? Oh yeah. I think uh, definitely if a person is fresh out of a relationship that had infidelity, uh, there's definitely going to be a lack of trust uh, and depending on when you encounter them, if you are the first person to encounter a person who had a, uh, a relationship that uh, had infidelity, you're, you're probably more so a transitional figure because they're going to need some time. <laughs> they're going to need some time to, to process, you know, what's going on <laughs> with them and you're going to take a big brunt of their uh, adjustment. Yeah. Uh, so. You call that rebound. That's a nice, yeah. way, to, nice <laughs> way to say that. So what are the fun parts of dating? I think dating can be exciting. It's new chapters, new experiences, new people. What about it is fun? I think getting to know the person. Yeah. You Enjoying know, the process. And, and, and introducing the new experiences that you never have, especially it's a different culture. You know, you're dating outside your culture mm -hmm. and you're learning all the new stuff. I'm like, wow, I never tasted this. This is great. No, I never knew that. This is great. And you're open-minded to it yeah. because some people are very closed-minded to it. And it's okay, whatever you want to stay in your culture or not. But I think it's 2022, right? It can be 2023. And it, you have to be more open-minded than ever before. It's like exploring like the possibilities, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's being like the hopeless romantic and like, oh my God, like our first kiss or like our mm -hmm. first like insert whatever activity or adventure experience it is. It's it's just the the newness mm -hmm. and like not sure necessarily like where it might lead to, but like you're just really enjoying the journey. It can be a lot of fun. Yeah. And I, I think we also are a multifaceted in that you have different interests. So a person might appeal to a, a set of interests that you have uh, that allows you to bond with that person. And another person may have a different interest that you are also interested in. So the relationships are totally different just based off of the connection you have with that person and, and, and where you are existing. If the person is like really intelligent and you can have intelligent conversations with them about a variety of topics, you know, then that's a great person. But if a person is really uh, relaxed and fun and they can bring that that fun side of you back out that might have been suppressed because you're you've been dealing with a more serious mate uh, that can also uh, does sex change the dynamic of a relationship I've always, I've, I've, always, I've always said you don't really know a person in, until you've had sex with them because that that allows that person to be uh, more comfortable and to actually uh, be their, their true selves as opposed to always being on guard because the, the sex and the intimacy, basically, it, it opens. It opens you and it opens them uh, to being th their true self. So the rest of that is just the representative prior to the, prior to the sex. Vulnerability of yeah. opening, really being that yeah. intimacy. I would say the opposite, honestly, too, because I think one of the things is when you get to meet someone, you actually get to meet them for who they are, um, I think right now, a lot of times is people get in a lustful relationship and they think that they're in love with this person. But in reality, it's just the chemistry and all of this sparks, sparks yeah. and you're so excited. And then I, I almost I have this like theory almost where it's we've seen so many movies where it's like the three month rule and right. it's like 
the girl's not going to let the guy get into the pants until like three months. And so you have this man trying to charm this woman for three months and then she, you know, lets him get into her pants. And then, you know, we'll say three months of like three, four or five months of awesome sex, great relationship. And then the reality of it comes through and you actually start to get to know this person. Yeah. Because now you're seeing them for not just, I was trying to woo them for three months and now we had awesome sex and now I'm in this, I don't want to be in this relationship with this person. And I feel that there might be people that have gotten into a marriage because of that. Mm -hmm. And we sometimes, it's hard because we mix our feelings and our emotions when we're in that lustful thought and, and in the emotions. Um, versus actually like getting to know me, like know me when I'm angry, know me when I'm, you know, without the sex, like get yeah. to know me, you yeah. know, and I feel like that's... Is, yeah. it, is it really possible to get to know the person if they're on their best behavior? They're not going to respond to you the same way. Uh, they're probably more likely to go along with you. Uh, so you won't necessarily get to see that side of them, in, in my opinion, until they reach that level of comfort that they're going to you know, be themselves. I'm really a, a jerk, but I'm being really nice to you because I want to have sex with you. Well, and then and that's after how the sex, I feel that it is yeah. with you know those three months, mm-hmm. and it's because they're they're trying to. You don't see the person who they actually are because they're trying to persuade you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and instead of them being like, okay, well, I'm she's being honest or he's being honest and telling me that I'm not gonna be able to get in their pants. And if that's like a conversation from the beginning, then you're aware. Okay, this person's not gonna. That's something that they're waiting for marriage. Awesome. Am I going to, you know, play the game or a try or am I going to move elsewhere? Yeah. Move elsewhere. Awesome. If not, cool. Let's see and get to know each other. Right. We've had some great guests here talking about relationships and giving us some of their expert dating advice. We've got another expert joining us, so don't go away. We'll be right back. Dating and relationships on Dana Being Dana. Stay in the know, at home, or on the go with NCTV 17 News Update. This quick recap of everything happening in and around town will be delivered straight to your email inbox for free. Sign up today. This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you in part by Marabella Kincaid Frederick and Marabella, serving Chicagoland communities for more than 70 years. Welcome back to Dana Being Dana. We are talking about love, dating, and relationships. Joining me now is Dr. Laura Bocard, an author and a relationship specialist. Dr. Laura, you heard from our real-life experts on the earlier segment. What is your reaction? I did, Dana, and what a great group of guests you had. It was very interesting. They were all so different and different ideas and different ways that they wanted to date. So as I was listening, I have some ideas, if I can share them, that I think might be helpful to try to make some sense of it. Mm -hmm. Um, One, um, everybody's different, so we need to accept that. So people are going to do dating differently. One, to take their time. I take their time and to know what they want. And they were talking about, as they were talking, they knew what they wanted. You Mm -hmm. could see they had thought about it. But the one thing that I think can be really helpful is when people know what they're attracted to. And what I mean by that is there's five areas that people get attracted to. There's physical, there's financial, there's mental, 
and then there's the emotional intelligence and the spiritual side. Mm. So in the top three is the chemistry part. So you're talking about chemistry and spirituality, there's differences in there, but the top three, which is the physical, the financial, and the mental part, is the chemistry. So financial is chemistry? It is, Dana, and it's interesting because you might see something that someone has and it just kind of makes a spark for you. Mm -hmm. And then the mental part, of course, is the intellect. You know, mm -hmm. you like the way they think and like the way they communicate. So the top three are really chemistry, but the, uh, you, that can be with lots of people. Mm -hmm. So that could be with someone you're just passing, right? If you have a physical chemistry, it could be at the person at the coffee shop or at church or just in your office. So chemistry is an important part of the relationship, but it's the last two, which is the emotional intelligence and the spirituality, which is values, is which it, are the two that are gonna be integrated that makes a solid relationship. It would wow. be really hard to just work with chemistry and to have a solid relationship, but if you bring in the other two, that means you probably have spent time enough with them to know, are they emotionally intelligent? Do they know about empathy? Are they caring? Are they loving? Are they kind? And the uh, spirituality, do they have the same values of you? Yeah. No, do we, yeah. will we? And that makes the whole relationship. So sometimes it just m helps to make sense of, to put things in order. And I think as the, your guests were talking, all those, everyone had a certain area they were attracted to, but they all wanted the integration of them all. I think there's a lot of people who want to get out there and get started, but they don't know how. Yeah. What should they do for a first step? Well, two things come to mind. It's one, take the risk. Take the risk. Take get the out risk. there. I love it. Take the risk. And two, something that I don't see very often, but I think is priceless, is if they take their guest or their date to their friends to a mm. friend's gathering. Mm -hmm. so, so one, it's, yeah. it brings, right, the social, social piece of it, but it also has your friends meet and uh, help you assess, yes. right? So people usually think you have to sit across the table and either have a dinner or a glass of wine or, but no, have your friends be, be involved, be, be out, out and be social. Mm -hmm. Now you wrote a book that I, I love, <laughs> it's great. It's called We Need to Talk and I've read it. It's <laughs> fantastic. Tell us more, what is it about? 24, um, we need to talk 24 simple insights for relationships. It's about my 30 years of being a relationship specialist. And what I did is I integrated common issues with practical solutions in the book. Because a lot of times people think they are alone. And it really points out that you're not, but it also gives some solutions to it and what you can do to improve a relationship. And the book is for whether you're married, whether you're not married, whether you want a relationship, getting out of a relationship, thinking about a relationship, have a bad relationship. It really has little bits for uh, all, for all yep. people about relationships. But the real purpose of it is to bring hope and healing. Or hope and healing, I love it. You said that love, the chapter, uh Love is Friendship on Fire yes. is fantastic. Yeah. I think it's really, really great. So congratulations Thanks. on the book. Thank you, Dana. Um, I think it's absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Um, finding love is hard and staying in love is harder. What advice do you have for couples to maintain a healthy relationship with one another? Yeah. Well, the one thing that's helpful to know is that the foundation of a great relationship is friendship. So, and just like it with the on fire, yes, intimacy is a part of that, but really to make it solid, it's friendship. And when you have that, it really um, goes into some things to identify. So I, I use the three A's, which is really showing that um, you appreciate the person, that you really um, can honor what they are doing. One, that you should give them attention, 
and two, that you're authentic with them, mm -hmm. so that you're real. You can be sad, happy, scared, and those can all be shared. But an important one for the relationship that gets lost is the attention one. And when you say attention, I'm talking about priority. Laugh with them, solve problems together, talk about the future, and evolve, as Sam was saying, the word for the day, yes. and evolve with them and learn things together. But also, there is a piece of um, independence that people need to go out on their own to learn new things and bring that back into the relationship to help the relationship evolve. So have the trust in the relationship that people can go do that, right? Because it's really important for people to know that the quality of life has to do with the quality of the relationships. The quality of life. Has determines to the quality of the... Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Very well said. Thank, Thank you. you so much for joining me. Thank you, Dana. Um, Your book is fantastic. Thank you need to you talk. so much. I think everybody should grab a copy um, for happy, healthy relationships. Finding love isn't easy, and keeping love is even harder. But that doesn't mean you should stop trying. All relationships fail but one. So remember that, and don't give up. I believe that love is out there for all of us, and that you deserve the love that you desire. We've had great advice today from all kinds of experts, and I hope that you found it useful, whether you are single or not. Thank you to these wingmen for joining me today. Special thanks to the fantastic law firm, Mirabella Kincaid, Frederick, and Mirabella specializing in family, employment, criminal, and other areas of law. Hopefully you have been entertained, if not encouraged or inspired. I do not promise to be an expert, nor do I have all the answers. I'm just Dana being Dana. See you next time. This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you in part by Marabella Kincaid Frederick and Marabella, serving Chicagoland communities for more than 70 years.